you want to book as much acting work as you can, as often as you can. We get that. The thing is, you don't book acting work by focusing on booking acting work. The industry is more dynamic than that. The art is more interesting than that. By taking you inside the craft, the casting room, and the business, and bringing other industry experts into the conversation, we dig in. We pull back the curtain of the industry and show you how much power you really have as an artist. And by bringing your humanity to the work and the industry, you become an artistic leader, the kind of actor who books work. Even after decades of working with actors all over the world, in our classes at the BGB studio, teaching, coaching, casting, directing, producing, acting, on set, on stage, behind the camera and in front, nothing excites us more than seeing you express your unique artistic voice, humanize the business, and book work doing it. We're here on the podcast and in class at the BGB studio to give you all the tools you need to be a championship-level working actor right now in an industry that desperately needs your voice and your leadership. Yeah, industry and artistry. This is the only place you're going to hear this. I'm Risa. And I'm Steve. And this is the Acting Podcast from the BGB Studio. We are thrilled and moved by the response to the podcast. We love reaching actors all over the world, actors like you, who tell us that our podcast inspires them, informs them, and makes them excited and proud to be an actor. Yeah, but make no mistake, an acting career is won by being in the consistent practice of the work, week after week, month after month, year after year. Success for an actor is in the doing. So here at the BGB Studio, we offer the highest quality acting training for passionate, committed, talented, and ambitious actors. We see that kind of work transform talent into successful careers, and that makes us so happy. There is no substitute for doing the work consistently, and we offer the work of success. We are the home of your 10,000 hours. We offer ongoing and eight-week on-camera auditions, scene study, and workout classes. They're available now. So sign up now to secure a spot and get to work. Go to bramangarciabraun.com slash classes, or click the link for classes in the podcast show notes. We'll see you in class. Hey, everybody. I'm Risa Bremen-Garcia, one of the founders of the BGB Studio and the Acting Podcast, and I am really thrilled today to be hosting today's podcast with a group of brilliantly talented, amazing women, all with extensive and varied careers as actors, writers, filmmakers, and BGB Studio members who've come together to talk about what it means to be a woman over time in this business. We'll talk about our journeys, challenges, triumphs, glass ceilings, being seen over 40, ageism, plastic surgery, what it means to be attractive, sensual, sexual, and powerful as we get older and wiser in Hollywood and beyond. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Mindy, Kate, Dion, and Harley. Um, Okay, I'm gonna start by introducing the four of you and then we'll dive into our conversation, yeah? Okay. So we'll start with you, Mindy. Mindy Cohn is an actor with a long-time career in film, voiceover, and television, including The Facts of Life, What's New Scooby-Doo, Family Guy, The Secret Life of an American Teenager, Bones, Charles in Charge, Suddenly Susan, and the iconic film The Boy Who Could Fly. That's a lot. It's nice. It's nice. It's really nice. She recently completed the feature film A Nice Girl Like You, co-starring Lucy Hale and Jackie Cruz, which will be coming out next year on Valentine's Day. And she's also a philanthropist and a travel enthusiast and a longtime BGB actor. Welcome. Yes. Thank you. I'm so happy to be a part of this group. Cool. Um, Kate. Yes. 
Kate Cohen is an actor and writer with recurring roles on Jane the Virgin and HBO Silicon Valley. She also appeared in Curb Your Enthusiasm, Law and Order, True Crime, Lucifer, Gordon Gibbons, How to Get Away with Murder, Scorpion, to name a few of her TV credits. Her theater roles include Broadway Bound and Dinner with Friends at La Mirada Theater. Um, and Kate spent several years, which this is my favorite part, <laughs> dancing with the Radio City Rockettes, oh, which Kate. served as the basis for her critically acclaimed one-woman show, Out of Line, which was developed into a pilot for ABC. She's also a teacher here at BGB. Welcome. Yes. Hi. Good to be here. <laughs> that um, rocket thing gets them every time. <laughs> it's yeah. the coolest thing ever. It is yeah. the coolest thing ever. I grew up in New York. So. Yeah, we all Ditto. grew up with the Rockettes. Exactly. In our, in our, it's, 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 it's just an iconic part of New York and the world. Yeah. Um, Harley is an actor, author, and mother. She has had a long career in the industry with three soaps and a lot of theater and a few decades in film and television, including such well-known movies as Parenthood, Arachnophobia, and When Harry Met Sally. And Harley is the author of a number of award-winning novels, including Dating Dead Men, Keeper of the Moon, and Dead X. She's also re recently written and directed a couple of wonderful short films here at BGB. Uh, Dion, a Dane is an actor, model, and writer. Her credits include Snowfall, I Love Dick, Orange is the New Black, How to Get, Get Away with Murder, The Wire, House of Cards, Boardwalk Empire, Luke Cage, and the indie short film I Am My Own Mother. She was born in the West Indies, and she is both a United States and United Kingdom citizen, splitting her time among NYC, LA, Europe, and the Caribbean, or Caribbean, how do you want to say it? West Indies. West Indies. Yeah. <laughs> we love we love having Dion in our BGB community. I love being here. Thank you. This is awesome. Cool. All right. So let's just jump in, shall we? <clears throat> Dive in. Okay. I just want to ask each of you, and you can whoever wants to jump in first. Do you have a moment of hitting a wall or busting through a wall or both as you discovered at some point that you were not a kid anymore in this business, that you were being seen as a woman over a certain age? Do you have a moment or even a, a, a time where you went, oh, that's me now? Yes, this is Harley. Okay. Uh, it was my 30th birthday. And I had a feeling of such relief that I would no longer be expected to be the youngest, the prettiest, the sexiest, the, the wunderkind. And uh, it was it was a very happy day of my life, and I can tell you exactly where I was yeah. in my little apartment in L.A. when it happened, and it was like a big weight was lifted from my shoulders. But thirty's young still. It's now. Yeah. It's like that's that's half a lifetime ago for me. Yeah. But I remember it clearly. Wow. Yeah. For me, I think it was when I did a role where it was like you're going to show your butt. <laughs> with the tampon string. Age is a weird thing for me as an African-American woman because I, I play I play roles, I think, about half my age or just a lot younger, So it, and it's kind of hard to tell. Um, but I knew, like, that's a role where it's it's very specific. I was, it was playing a mom, and it was like, okay, she's not the high school girl next door. This is a grown-up role and I didn't mind at all I was like I have a cute butt let's do it um but I think that might have been a shift but I, I but I've also I've also been a very mature person in life so um 
but I think that that probably marked it for me even though I've wanted to play like really young and fun roles that's just not my bag so mm. yeah um it this is Mindy yeah there have been many um many yeah uh, the first is deciding to just have my natural gray hair color oh my god that's been a oh, real wow. interesting phenomenon um because my whole life I've been told what a young face I have and so I've also get a lot of boy if you would just color your hair it would take decades off and I go oh correct <laughs> but you know I have to get paid for that and that's what's so fascinating to me about the difference between television and film and theater because yeah. in theater a theater casting director or producer wouldn't even make a comment like that because they're all about wigs and transformation and but in TV and film, it's really a, it's more pronounced about how you're looking. And sometimes, as I've told people, it just might be about your hair, why you don't book a job yeah. or what. And sometimes it's about that line on your eye or the color of your hair or whatever. Um, and so those are the moments I tend to kind of clock. Oh, okay. Um, and, and also, I, I just think, you know, this is what 53 looks like, my age right now. Yeah. Uh, and yet I rarely go out uh, for my age. It's usually 30s or 40s. If I go for my age, there are 60 and 70-year-old women in the room yeah. with me. So it's fascinating. I mean, that bit of it is also incredibly fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And that's interesting thing about hair because, I mean, I know this myself because I now my hair's dyed, but most most of the time it's not and so many people will say exactly that and I think that's what we do in our culture is we just keep trying to look younger and younger and younger and younger here's a big part of that oh yeah I, this is fascinating because I feel like as Mindy said this is Kate uh it happened it happens over and over in different ways it's happening like currently I'm like oh again I'm having <laughs> that moment of oh I'm a woman but I I remember as opposed to as told opposed to like an a, actor trying to play an age range. Got it, got it. And wow. so when I was younger, I had this voice, and this <laughs> voice does not match <laughs> 22. And uh, I have a, I, you know, have a certain way of carrying myself, having been a dancer that doesn't play cute and young either. So I was looking forward to getting to 30, to like start to play parts that suited me as opposed to trying to pretend I knew half of what I knew <laughs> in order to sort of fit into the slot of the young single girl. And yet, I, in a way, I didn't even realize I was doing it. So after ha coming back after having kids, um, I just had a moment of like, I'm cutting off my hair. I'm done pretending I'm young. I'm done trying to fit into this thing that I never felt I fit into anyway. and. That was when I came back and suddenly I wear suits and everything that I'm cast in. <laughs> I am like a, a professional. Occasionally I'll play a mom, but it is a ma. And I was like, oh, I cut, I actually cut off my hair with a fuck you to the industry. Like what the, f I don't want my hair like this anymore. So I said, I'm going to do it. And you're talking about sometimes it's just hair. The hair and me saying this is me changed wow. everything wow. and completely changed my casting, put me in a professional and just place that I think I've been wanting to be but felt I wasn't ready to be because the industry saw me as like cute single girl but did they or I was trying to present that so suddenly by dropping it all I I feel like I'm um you know showing up yeah. with a strength and an, and a gravitas that I wasn't willing to uh embrace earlier yeah there's mm -hmm. something to be said about standing in your power 
Yes, a lot to be said about standing in your power, which is a hard thing for us to do in this industry as women. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I um, I have my Granny Rose terminal optimism running through me anyway. But having said that, I think I have been so blessed by the mentors I had early on in my career who, you know, excuse me, dropped another name. I'll do it. Um, <laughs> but it was Jerry Page and yeah. Ruth Gordon who were actors their whole life but really didn't hit their stride until they became mature women. And in character fact, women. Wow. And didn't character have to worry women. In about In fact, yeah. Jerry won her Oscar when she was in her 70s. Wow. Yeah. And... I always, I, I met them when I was a teenager and was, you know, graciously brought into their coven. And so I've always, as Kate has said, I've always looked forward. Um, that whole adage of the best is yet to come. Yeah. I've really adopted that as my motto from a very early age. And it has actually started to come to fruition because I do think the roles get much more interesting as you age, even if there's not as many. The ones that you do get, I find, are much more interesting than what I was going out for in my 30s, my yeah. 20s and my 30s. Interesting. How so? What, what, are the, what, are, what are the roles like for you now, or any of you, that might have been different from when you were in your 20s or even 30s? Well, I recently played in an indie film um, a congresswoman who was an alcoholic uh, <laughs> who had a one-weekend lesbian affair who uh, met the daughter that had been taken away from her when the daughter was two, and then spent the rest of the movie with a special needs grandson. So that's, and I got to drink and smoke all through the movie. So that's the kind of thing that I didn't typically get as a 20 and 30 yeah, I, year old yeah, actor. Yeah, 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 well that's, that's. And to be doing like my first lesbian love scene at age whatever I was, 61, was last year. So that was exciting. Yeah. Juicy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's more interesting than a lot of what's out there. Yeah. Yeah. We just get permission to be and not, you know, like Kate mentioned, be in this weird ass box, you know, like for a long time. I was trying to be something else and, and carry myself a certain way, but you just look at me and the essence and what I give off screams something else. So if I'm trying to have long, I mean, I guess I could have long perm hair. I mean, I'm a very Grace Jones androgynous look, so I need to embrace that and be that and, and just own that. And the more I've done that, I, I suppose I hadn't thought about it in this way. And it, I guess it was an F you because I started with a faux hawk. <laughs> a couple mm. years back because I was like <laughs> F this S like this this natural hair thing it's a lot of work and I just didn't feel I don't know I was just like F it I don't care I want to have a faux hawk I want to ride a motorcycle I want to wear a leather jacket like that's what I'm going to do and when I did that and then it, it 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 morphed into this thing but even there was a time when I had like closer shaved sides and it was like well that, that this looks very aggressive or whatever and I'm like I don't give a shit like, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I want. And I find that the women that do that, that, that whether they look like me or have hair like me or not, or what, whatever it is, that's what the industry wants. Mm -hmm. They don't want carbon copies or people pretending to be other things. They want right. real women, real people. It don't you, do you think that, don't you, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but do you think that's because you've gotten a little bit older and you don't feel like you have to fit into some young, pretty box? Yeah, and I'm, I'm more aware of myself. Yeah. Like, I just didn't know what I didn't know. 
And it's just it, it it like I've been I've been in this industry for 20 years. And after like I I have to allow myself to just be myself. I it's it's this the way I the way I've understood it is is like this. I'm an I'm an actor, yes, by profession, but I'm also a person. I'm a woman first and foremost. You know, like if I was a doctor, I wouldn't just go through life being a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) That's my job. I get to take that off. Whereas for us, like I always, my sister's like, Dion, you're an actress. You have to ABC. Always be camera ready. Always be cute. Like I could never (laughs) not. No, they literally, my younger sisters told me this and I took that on and I find like I do it. I'm like ABC, ABC, ABC. Like my eyebrows are always, well, they're not done now, but the nails, (laughs) pedicure, waxed, lasered. Because you never know when you're going to have to do a nude scene or a scene that you have to show your butt cheek or something weird. So, yeah, that wisdom, that age, absolutely. And I look forward to getting older. Well, because it doesn't really show on me, but (laughs) I want to be acting when I'm 97. Well, you might as well because you're not getting younger. So you might as well go with it (laughs) as the years go forward. I I don't want to pretend like I'm over here. Like I love, you know... (laughs) I, I don't want to present that I've embraced completely the fact that I'm getting older, sure. to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah, be honest. It is, um, it's a struggle to watch myself, to look at pictures of myself, to be seen. I want to behave the way I feel, but this industry is a visual yeah. industry, and yeah. that part of it is still very challenging for me. I also... At, my best days are ahead kind of idea. I have n- never felt that I fit in the industry or that the industry has embraced who I am. So I'm coming off of trying to be what I thought I was supposed to be didn't work. So there's a freedom in, well, I know that doesn't work. So yeah. how do I continue to become myself, enjoy my life, build uh, and have longevity like I'm the same way and we've talked about Mindy and I have talked about the fantasy of moving to New York and doing theater until oh it's not a fantasy no it's my plan because mine too and because you're accepted and you're allowed to be whatever age you are and and there's also it's very similar to the studio in the philosophy is that once we step into class you know we are the class it we're all different ages sex sexual orientations none of that matters it's the work yeah and it's very much a theater is the actors right you're the helms person in theater yeah um unlike film and television and so there's not only a freedom and a liberation there's a community that's different where they're much more inclusive of course there's competition everywhere but it's not as competitive Mm. they're much more uh, willing to you know have you um for exactly and and respect you you. exactly um but I, I too, like Kate, I, there are things about physically about aging and I, I just did a film where my, the, you know, my co-stars, you know, I'm the old lady and there's something about like the Betty White of it all that I sort of loved it. And then at the same time on set, you know, I feel the age I feel, I mean, um, you know, the Norman Lear quote, you know, I am, I take on the age um, of the person I'm in front of. And yeah. that, that kind of goes with when I'm working in the work environment too, right? Our work is to play. Even sometimes the play is dramatic or difficult or emotional, but it's still play. And so, you know, it's my most favorite thing to do. So in, in that idea of play comes a, a youthfulness, um, a, yeah. a joie de vie that yeah. I think all good actors have. Yeah, if you let it, yeah, yeah. 
I love hearing that. I thought it was just me that had the pipe dream of someday I'm just going to go hit the road and do theater. And it doesn't have to be New York. No. You know, it's no. everywhere. Yes. But it's so much more relaxing, I think. I mean, it's harder in so many ways. But in the way of, yeah, they're not going to judge you by, you know, well, I pictured that actor with her hair in a ponytail, and you want to say, I, I could actually do that. Let me show you my hair in a ponytail. <laughs> yes. Like, you don't get that in the theater, right? Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. That's interesting. A lot of these Juilliard students that I, I work with, you know, they've come out of this training, and a lot of them land on Broadway as their first gig, and then they're coming to California mm. to do television and film. And I mean, it is such a shock to their system that it's about something so inane as a hairdo or uh, the color of their skin, or something like that, that they've been in this graduate program in New York that speaks nothing of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I mean, theaters, it, 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 it allows you to get to the core of who you are in the work, and it, it takes a lot of those masks off, and maybe gives you other masks, but you're also not right in people's faces. There's not a camera there, and so not only do you not have that issue of, I have to reveal everything, you know, you reveal something else. You reveal your humanity. Mm. You know, but and and hopefully, look. It feels like television is changing, yeah. with with all of it that's being made. Do you, what is your experience of that? How is the industry, being television and film and even theater, changing, um, than from what it was maybe ten, twenty years ago? Well, I think it's twofold. I think it's for me. Uh, it's really exciting to see um, stories being told from so many different points of view now, to see yeah. stories um, by women, about women, about women over 40. Um, and y at the same time, because it is now the premier platform in which to work, it's become incredibly competitive because Julia Roberts, Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman are doing television. Mm -hmm. So there's this idea that like, yes, here are the roles, but it's like, oh, right, no. All the roles are <laughs> taken by the movie stars who are now doing television, which means the people who were doing the series regulars are now doing the recurring and the guest stars, and those of us who are doing recurring and guest stars are feeling the pinch. So the middle class actor it's a very different thing, which is why yeah. I am taking this moment in time, which is definitely an opening, and saying, well, I'm just going to create. Absolutely. So not just, yeah. I'm Absolutely. creating yeah. content. Absolutely. So I'm writing. My, my attention has completely shifted to writing. Not that I'm not acting still, but I just realize, oh, so there just needs to be more and more of it. And if I'm behind in front, I don't care. I want to be a part of this moment of more stories being available and, and being needed. And, and your stories and taking responsibility for yeah. them so you're not waiting for Julia Roberts to yes. you know, disappear so you can take her part. Uh, yeah. 100%. And yeah. it's, all, it's actually been the recurring theme in my life is when I get angry enough. <laughs> <laughs> right? And when enough doors are slammed, I go back to writing and then suddenly everything shifts. And I, I hadn't done that because of kids and young kids, but now that they're a little bit older... Mm. I'm like, oh, right, that's what yeah. I do. I, I'm a creator. I'm not just an actor. And um, uh, all of my frustration is just getting funneled into that, which mm. to me is really exciting. Yeah. And very powerful. Yeah. Because there's so much power in, in the pen and the written word. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. What about the rest of you in terms of any changes you've seen over the last 10, 20 years? Absolutely. Or 30, or however many you've been around. <laughs> I mean, just in the in the 
Well, in the 20 years that I've been working, which is so bizarre to say, oh my God. I remember when I first started acting, it was in the DC market. And so I had hair, like short hair. They call it, in the barbershops, it's a, called a Caesar, because <laughs> it's a low haircut. And I was told, you know, DC is a very political town, um, and I have a degree in like policy and that stuff. And it's like, you're, you know, that look isn't gonna work here. And for me as a person, I just love a challenge. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, guess what? I worked so much because I looked so different than all the other women that were coming in because I just had this short, natural thing going on. And I was like, yep, this is me, this is what I got. And I worked consistently. So at that time for me, I was going against a trend, especially in the market that I was in, but it was, it was embraced. So I didn't see that, 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 and the trend was starting because like now it's all about your own thing, your natural hair, your Afro, your bald head, whatever the hell you have as a woman, as African-American, as African-American. And then there's just also all these roles, not just for people of color, but like the stories, like you said, Kate, that are being told, but to see a movie like you know, you know, Black Panther get as much as it's gotten, and as an actor coming up, starting w w in the market that I started, and, and 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 not seeing as much, or seeing it's like there were certain women that certain women of of my type that got work, and if you if you did and you look like me, you got a certain type of role. But now it's it's the the floodgates have opened and mm. it's changed mm. so much. And there's so much more space. Like it's always been talked about, you know, create your own work, create your own work. But there's so much more permission, I feel, to do that with the technology that we have. With, you know, if you get really angry and frustrated, it's like they're not casting me. Like, I'm, why am I waiting for them to cast me? I got a freaking smartphone. I have a laptop. I can do everything from my smartphone. So that's been a huge shift. And so whenever I hear actors like, oh, I haven't been called in. Are you writing? Oh, no. So, yeah, there's that. So much has shifted. Yeah. I will say, though, um, that ageism is a very alive and well in Hollywood mm -hmm. and that it is, unfortunately, the last ism that hasn't sort of had a little door open. It's also, um, I just want to say to that, Mindy, mm -hmm. it's also kind of secret and until you experience uh, it which I've done quite right. a bit lately you, you you know it's just not talked about right interesting well uh, you know we talk about it yeah uh, in my little gaggle yeah. of actress yeah. friends mm -hmm. and that we've we've all been working together for 40 years and yeah. you know so you not only grow up but you grow into yourself and then it's sort of this <gasps> hitting the wall and especially my friends who have been you know leading ladies that yeah. you know, now have to make that transition. Um, but, you know, it used to be, I, I experienced the same as being an overweight actor, right? You know, first it was Roseanne. Really? Mm. How about Vivian Vance? Mm. There have been heavy women on television for a really long time, but apparently there's always the new one. I feel that the same way when Julianne Moore plays herself as a 60-year-old in a film. It's revolutionary. It's like, yeah. really? Because Jerry was doing it right back in the 50s and 60s, uh, there's this kind of group stupid everyone experiences <laughs> yeah. when a woman of age has a lead role or um, gets some sense of notoriety, that it's a phenomena, you know? And the irony is that my parents are going to be the largest, you know, viewer uh, of television and film soon. 
And, you know, it's just fascinating. I'm so curious to find out when our Black Panther comes. Just yeah, as yeah. every show now has is starting to bring in all kinds of people, not only of color, but of orientation, et cetera. The last bastion, I think, is age. Absolutely. We just yeah. don't see, it's, it's another reason I'm very excited about this movie, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's written as this quartet. And Which movie I, to say that? Would... The Nice Girl Like yeah. You that's coming out. Mm-hmm. The movie was written, actually, for 30 and 40-year-olds. So I was... I was correctly cast. Yay. Then Lucy Hale came as the, as the lead. Yeah. And there was a, ooh, well, how's that going to work? Well, it can work fine. How old? What's her age range? She's, she's 25. Right. And, you know, it was just fascinating to see the producers and the cat, like, go into conversations of, like, do we need to recast Mindy's role? Well, um, and gratefully, I had a producer who was, you know, very much in support of me getting this part, which yeah. was great. But... Um, I just, I'm very, I'm very interested to see when that, that door swings open. Yeah. Well, it's interesting piggybacking on what you're saying. Uh, I have female friends who, uh, have established themselves, uh, in many ways and sometimes as showrunners and producers, and they recommend don't talk about your age, your children. So there is a, there is a belief and, and they're doing it to help me. They're, they're advising me like, again, just because we're still playing in this old format of uh, 18 to 35 is where the money's at. It's what we're all advertising to. And the whole thing doesn't exist. It's actually not true anymore. And and viewers, like are not yeah. interested in that, but they're being fed that and told that. Yes. And we have to change yes. the way people... That narrative. That narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to happen with the numbers because the numbers are happening. It's just the, the, the population is aging. They have the money. Women over 40 are not getting married and having children. They, have, they are what gay men were 25 years ago as a, as a uh, population of people with money to spend on entertainment yeah, and disposable income. Disposable income. Mm-hmm. So it is going to shift, but it's, it's, it's surprising how little I hear about well, it, go, it. And it goes back to who's going to create that work, because if you still have, Us. you know... Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it has to be people taking responsibility for their own voice, their own stories, their own narrative, and then putting that out there and not waiting for like the the 25-year-olds who are running the companies to to because then we go back into that youth obsession. Which is so crazy, because we all grow old. <laughs> we do. But young people don't really believe that. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, I mean, I didn't hard. I exactly I did theoretically. Right. But I didn't really. But I, in my case, this is Harley, um, I took a 15-year hiatus, what I called my maternity leave, um, <laughs> because I, I was pretty clear that my, my kids were egg donor babies. I had them in my mid-40s. And I was really clear that having worked that hard to get them, I didn't want to split my focus. So I turned, I became a novelist. But anyway, I didn't know if I'd ever come back to acting, because when I left, I was just in my early 40s and starting to play, you know, the the mom of the leading lady or mm-hmm. the bitter ex-wife or what, you know, the roles were so much less interesting. But I'd also been the girl next door kind of leading lady for my, you know, my moment in the sun. And I don't know that anyone has figured out how that person ages. And so oh, certainly I didn't know. So when I came back, the whole field, the landscape had completely changed because of the internet 
and the cell phones. Like when I left, you know, nobody was Googling and then I came back and everything's different and the self-tapes and all that. So I was lucky enough to find my way here to the BGB studio, which became my home. And if not for this, I don't know that I would have stuck around. I think I might have just crawled back into my novelist mm. cave mm. and my suburban life as a mom. But what I was told when I came back and, and you know, meanwhile, my agent had died and... <laughs> You know, half the people I know had retired or moved to Sun Valley or like, what? So um, whatever, you know, this degree of, you know, B-list celebrity I'd had was gone. I think you were you, you were higher than the B-list. I was maybe A- minus for okay. a couple years. But most of those people had, had you gone. know, they were gone. Yeah. And, and that was fine. So, you know, it's humbling, but everything is in life, really. So that was fine. But what people were telling me was, you know what? You should gain 15 pounds because you don't look like a grandmother, but that's really what you are age-wise. And you'll get more roles commercially. And I thought, well... What would, I'm sorry, what would the 15 pounds do exactly? The 15 pounds would make me look more comfortable and oh. relatable as so the maybe Folgers I've just coffee gone, person. I've just gone too far with 35. <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? I guess so. Yeah, I guess <laughs> Guess so give, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. So they said, you know, you, you try and look like older than you are because I, you know, I'm once again like out of step with my, like there's some, there's, there's some disparity between how I present myself or what I look like and then what my, what, what a 60 year old looks like. But, uh, anyway, uh. and then I thought, well, no, then I'm, uh, it, it doesn't, you know, That's I'd actually rather have like my cholesterol lower and <laughs> you know run a marathon but, but that's you know of, but that is part of the problem that there's an idea of a way people look at a certain age and, yeah. so far oh. and behave at a certain age it's yeah. just cliche and that's yes. what makes yeah. me excited to create new content because I, I i just think um we don't know what it is to not be 40 as a woman like when i think about my mother who had me a little bit older but by 40 45 she was just didn't like just didn't think there was any hope for change in her life and was like I've made my choices and this is where I go quietly off to a field and die for the next 40 years a rocking chair on the porch and I sit here and say I could have another half a lifetime absolutely you will so here's my here's 40s and 20 here's where my interest lies which is in the access to because I think part of this what you're talking about what we're all talking about really is access to the rooms. And when I say the rooms, it's having casting directors and producers and writers and showrunners see who people are at their age. Yeah. Um, and I think that sense of it moving into self-tape and the fact that people aren't communicating as much anymore because of social media and texting and that there isn't as much face-to-face -face is yeah. that, again, you sort of lose your sense of reference about the reality of it. And so, you know, my frustration has been lately getting into the rooms, whether it be on tape or in person, um, because of this sort of age, what, what I'm submitted for. Is it the 40s? Is it my actual age? Well, I could play older too. I mean, so it's so fascinating to me. 
And, 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 and some of that speaks to the fact that nobody, when you said nobody knows what happens to those women when they get older, like what our, our idea of an older woman is what? You know, I had an agent say to me recently, yeah, I can't sign anybody over 35 unless they have a huge name because I can't sell them. And I said, but if we all have to start changing that belief, it's got, and, it's, and, and I think the only way, way it's going to start is, you know, grassroots in just in that belief of who you guys are, who we all are as women of a certain age, or women, just, just most of the women in the world are over 40. And over a size six. Two things, over a size six. Yes. Two things that comes to mind when I hear both Kate, Harley, and Mindy speak is representation matters. And that's something we hear a lot when it surrounds like POC or sexual orientation, but it matters for age. And so women over 40 need to get into the fucking writer's rooms. Mm-hmm. Mm. Period. But it's also the suggestion. Let me just, you know, this producer that I worked with. Yeah. It's the suggestion of people higher up. So it's, it, it, it goes to what you were saying, Risa, about, you know, the conversation has to change. Because really, someone's suggestion of, look, I know this is where the lane you want to pick, but how about seeing so-and-so? Or why don't we see a couple people of this ilk? Um, it really... You know, to me, I, I do still, I don't mind being an, the oldie but goodie person who, who really does kind of miss that collaboration of TV and filmmaking and storytelling, yeah. which is that everyone should have a voice yeah. and, 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 an, and an opinion. And now yeah. so much is being taken out of the casting directors. But, you know, two people are making decisions on things that 20 people used to have a conversation about and suggestions right. and can I bring this to the table and so again it begs to not only doing our own work but you know for me the studio has been um, not just to my philosophy of accessing my emotions without being a slave to any of them mm-hmm. is in practice but it's meeting these young inspired mm-hmm. writers who cast me in their shorts yeah. or or who knows where everybody's going to go and I mean to be in this kind of creative vibe and community at least once a week has become incredibly vital to my creative life. No, that's great. And it's important to us, and Steve and I talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. about mixing it up in our classes so that, you know, you have people in there who are 60 and people are 20 and people who are of, of all different backgrounds and, 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 and lives that can come together mm-hmm. and mix it up and represent humanity together, um, which, you know, is, is happening a lot in certain things that are being made, but it's also still stuck in an old idea of you get to a certain age, you play, now you play the mother, now you play the grandmother, now you play the, the old lady on the porch, you know? Mm-hmm. And and it's, it's... Or the Viagra wife. Well, this right. is where oh I go... Oh, my God, yeah. This is where every once in a while I just go, I just go, wait, Nancy Pelosi is 76 or okay. 78? Oh, okay. 76 and hit, is, hit her stride. I mean, she's been working for 36, she raised her kids and then went, and she's been doing this a long time, but she's at the peak of her power exactly. in her late yes, 70s. Exactly. And I sit here and yes. think, if... Her energy is not waning. Her power is, and and so it's, this story her that confidence. we've been fed. Yeah. But the story that we've been fed in this industry that I believed until the last couple of years, when I think the, with everything going on, all of the movements, for me to take a look and be like, well, what's my part in this? My yeah. part is that I have believed these stories. Mm-hmm. I have believed Definitely. what I've been told right. for the me is my value. Yes, and rather than shrivel up and say, ugh, that just sucks. Oh, well, I missed out. The 20-year-olds will benefit from the change. I'm like, no, I'm 
yeah. going to capitalize on this <laughs> and change my story right now, even though we still don't, let, as Mindy said, have that door of ageism opened yet or knocked down. I'm, I'm going to do it, is how I feel. I think we're all going to yeah. do it. So the challenge, yeah. the challenge for me is that I don't, and this might sound crazy, I don't care about my age, but a lot of other people do. So I've had other people say to me, like I said, oh, I want to play this role. Yeah, you could if you were younger. And like, yeah, a lot. And I cannot take that on because I just don't believe in that limitation mm -hmm. for myself. Mm. I also come from a place where people and people in my family live to be 97. I'm 43. I got a long time left. You, I like, I'm, I'm in my teenage years, if yeah. you think about You're that. You're not so. even to intermission yet. No, th yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've just had people really try to limit me with, with age. And yes, I guess there's certain things biologically, but I'm a firm believer that the, the body follows the mind. Mm -hmm. You know, and it might sound really woo-woo, but I, I just, I have, and maybe because it's, it's not spoken, as you said, Risa, mm -hmm. but I haven't... And maybe I have experienced it without knowing, but I see on a paper, like if a role says a certain age, I'm like, if I can play a character and I, and I submit for it or whatever, I, I, I'm going to play it. And maybe there are things I just, I'm not seen for because of how I look or how I read or how I show up. But I just, I haven't had that experience, but maybe it's because I'm not even getting the rejection. I'm just, it's, I'm not even being considered. Mm. So, but I don't care. Like, if I'm not selected for that, fine. What I am selected for, I know I'm going to blow out of the water or write my own fucking work. Here's the most gorgeous part uh, to me about um, being an aging actor or okay. an actor of age, yes. in my humble opinion, is that, you know, we're lifers mm. sitting around these mics oh, right now. Absolutely. So my career doesn't have a beginning, middle, and end. I love that you clenched your heart because it could, really I could have moving. a proper weep over it because I think about obviously my mentors, but my career, that's where the optimism come from. It's not some blind leap of faith <laughs> I'm taking. It's because I don't have a plan B. Never had, never will. This is it. I'm an actor. Yeah. I'm, I'm self-loving. I'm not a self-loathing actor. Okay. So there's going to be ups and downs <sighs> professionally financially, emotionally, psychologically, like everyone else. Um, and I loved what you said before. Thank you for saying that. It reminded me of, you know, this is what I do, not who I am. Having said that, to choose to be a creative person your whole life, that's the choice I make. I make it every day. And so that in and of itself is a very powerful statement. Yes. So moving forward, whatever And it's a life-affirming statement of, of joy and play the way yes, you talked about There before. will yeah. always be emotions to play and forums to do so. Yeah. And whether we create them ourselves or not, you know, they're there and they always will be gratefully. And yeah. so, you know, that's just also standing in the truth of not only my age, but my artistry. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that affects how people see you. If you decide to say, I'm not buying into that. Yeah. I'm not buying into whatever it is you've been feeding me for all these years. Because women, I want to just, you know, go to this place. Mm -hmm. It also has to do with who you are as sensual, sexual creatures and how men get to be, you know, George Clooney oh. and Brad Pitt get to age and be sexier and sexier. Mm -hmm. So the whole Sean Connery thing. But but the fact is women at some point are become invisible sensually and sexually. 
not only in the industry but in our culture. Mm-hmm. And so, Definitely. how does the, how do we how do we address that? Well, Show I, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Show it and also you, express yeah. it. You know, it, it, again, I I go back to class. I I've been in class where there's been a sexual um, scene, and I'm just so excited to do it. You know, till you kind of look at your partner, <laughs> abject horror in oh. his eyes. You know, like um, and 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 I sort of do the nod, like go, baby, go. You got full permission. <laughs> And then other times there's been repetitions like a couple weeks ago where, you know, when you're eye to eye with someone and there is a connection there, age goes away. Intimacy. And intimacy. And you're beautiful. I'm beautiful. You're, you know, that repetition was so wonderful for me to experience. Um, Again, that is our act as gifts of being an actor we get to express our sexuality and sensuality. And unfortunately, most people are very uncomfortable watching old people get it on. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's what it comes to. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't yeah. think it comes to, it's usually either a joke. It's either the butt of a joke. Or somebody's got some yeah. problem. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not really just seen as an organic. I think that's why when you do see certain scenes, I'm, I'm, Harkening back to that scene between Shirley MacLaine and Jack Nicholson in terms of endearment. It was just so gorgeous and intimate and lovely. And here were these two 70-year-olds falling in love with each other emotionally and physically. And it was there wasn't an awkward beat about it. Well, there was, you know, part of why it worked, one one reason is that they stood in their truth, but also in that they were willing to say, this is uncomfortable. (laughs) And so they acknowledged that where they were at with it. Again, how do people age truthfully? And, And capturing that is potentially exciting and wonderful, but people don't even think about it i mean that movie i I could get lost in it is my favorite movie but i think about that and i think about the films that were made in the 80s and the um you know just even that film with the quality of roles for a shirley MacLaine and a jack nicholson at that age and how i just want to see more of that why why am i why am i not seeing that like especially in television I'm just realizing because we, you know, there's, I don't get to the movies frequently and except for to children's movies these days on TV. It is, I'm, I'm hungry for that. And I, um, it's interesting sexuality as a woman in this industry. Yeah. That's a, we'll say more. Well, just because I feel like I'm finally comfortable with it. And now there's no place for it. <laughs> I play a woman in a suit. I play a woman in a suit. Oh, I mean, honestly, oh, so like great. in I think when I was younger, yeah. I was very aware of the danger of it, of mm-hmm. the of feeling like, oh, I'm in a situation or there have been a couple of safe roles where it was explored, but a lot of the time there is my idea of sexuality was what do you want it to be? Mm. Right? Who is she? Yeah, Can yeah, you tell yeah. me? This is network. I did a lot of comedy. So in this comedy, how sexual am I allowed to be? And now as I'm older and sort of feeling like, oh, that is just a part of who I am and I carry it with me, I secretly put it in everything, but it's not, <laughs> you know, to the point that, you know, oh, you're the, I, I actually had somebody, it was, it was on Jane the Virgin. And um, Jaime Camille said to me when I was having trouble in one of the scenes, he's like, you're just this sexy, um, evil woman. And I was like, oh, sexy? I didn't realize that was part of what was going on. But he just said it sort of like, you know what you're playing. You're playing the sexy evil. And I thought, oh, 
I am, and yeah. I don't even realize it, and now it's just there. And it was such a relief, because I was like, oh, I could just put that in, and it's not even... A, I mean, it was, because it was a fun way of toying with him, but I, I realized that... Um, I'm just gonna, it's different, you know, not doing a lot of nude scenes and love scenes, but there can be sexuality in different ways now. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's just, it's it's ironic yeah. that at this point, like, oh, now I feel comfortable expressing that part of myself and, and there's not a lot of opportunity at mm. this moment, but again, that could change. Yeah, I feel a sense of, this is Harley again. Um, I feel a sense of relief at times. Um, I think it's uh, probably spurred by the Me Too movement that I'm realizing what a relief it is to be invisible some of the time. Um, I remember being young and in New York and dressed up for auditions and walking down the street and just like, oh, please, God let me not have to walk by a construction site. And the, honestly, just the assault all the time and feeling like you're just a, a walking sandwich board of, yeah, cat call. Like, yeah, critique how I look, critique me, critique my outfit, critique my body. And I, I mean, now I have the, the I, I'm kind of liking my invisibility while at the same time, feeling a lot of fear for my two daughters who are quite beautiful. So what do you think what do you think of like Grace and Frankie? Love uh, it, but you know, I I always I always say, you know, that would not have happened if it wasn't Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. You know, two relative unknowns that wouldn't have gotten a pickup. Mm. It was because Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin wanted to do something together and they have the clout to do it. Yeah. And that was a business call. The fact mm. that it then had an audience, yes. you would think would have raised the flag of more, 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 more. But again, you go back to the general feeling of, well, that's great for them. We have ours. We have a one, you know? There can it, only be one. There yes. can only be one. Yes. You know? And um, it, it's fascinating. I will say what is going to happen is with the quotas and the, uh, high, I'm thinking in terms of writers, there's been, you know, white men getting a writing job right now. Older it, white men. Well, even more so, but any white man right now is having a hard time, will have a, a little bit of a harder time. Look. But what's going to happen is all of the, you know, women and people of color who are going to get these jobs are going to rise in the ranks and the quotas are gonna be full. And not only that, the people will have the power. And then it's on all of us, you know, also as responsible people and women and creative supporters to make, create space for those voices yes. and to help them up, yes. right? And to, to help them get articulated so that then people can come chase them. You know, that's part of our responsibility as well. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know if we're ever gonna get to the point where we see um, older actors in that mm. breath. Mm. It is the last frontier, it kind of feels like. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's only because it's my frontier. Like, right. I don't have another... I mean, are another... there going to be 20 House of Cards? Are there going... You know, those kinds right. of shows that are not only high quality, but the median age of everyone on that show is 45. Yeah, or you older. Know? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. older, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But, you know... That's what I'm talking about, where it's just sort of, you know, you just feel I'm getting so lost. Oh, I think, yeah, except I have to say, if we have come to this point where 
suddenly there is opportunity. I'm not arguing. I'm, I'm saying I'm maybe more hopeful than you in that if Black Panther and, you know, the shows that are happening, um, what's that, Two Black what, Queens? Oh, uh, two Dope Queens. Two Dope, dope Queens. queens. But this has and happened before, Kate. We've had, we've had... Every decade, <laughs> we've had show, these breakout shows and these movements, and it's like now is our time. And you I'm hoping. Oh, are you? I am a terminal optimist. No, I'm no, hoping no. this is correct. It's just that history has shown there's always this kind of like yeah, but that's fall because, back on the, but on I, the pendulum. I say that's uh, because women have been told, particularly, you don't matter. Hmm. And you don't matter after 40. I was, I mean, I really, I recall feeling too old at 23 at UCLA and oh, saying, God. well, I'm behind. Yeah. I should be somewhere else. Yeah. I'm already yeah. 23. And, that, yeah. and that's always been yeah. pushes. So, yeah, because see. I'm like, I only have until mm -hmm. 35. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's over. Yeah. You have an expiration date. Yes. Yeah. And I have worked more after 35 than I've ever worked. So I'm proving that wrong. But I say with the recognition that we've been fed this idea that that we've accepted, that we get to be sexually assaulted, all of this, the rising up, the, the politics that you talk about, that how everything's spiraling, I'm angry and it's making me want to write. It's making me want to get in the writer's room. It's making me want to just say like- Have a voice. Have a voice. Seat at the table, yeah. And so I think and I know that there are other women in my life and around me doing the same thing. And I think that it may, and be, maybe because there's just going to be too much space to fill with content, like right now, they just, everybody's looking for something, an opening and an opportunity that hasn't existed before with the level of anger that exists everywhere it, with women mm. because of the way the country is right now and the world and what is happening. I mean, at least that's how I feel. Like I've never felt so much like, oh, no longer do I um, have to swallow what I thought it was going to be. Right. I, yes. you know? I just think of the 70s and the, and the 80s with, you know, the Norma Rays mm. and the Silkwoods and that, right? I mean, and, and all, every Meryl Streep movie ever made, you right. know. But, well, strong, but you, they were strong, young then. And, and you right. can, and you can strong, harken back to Betty Davis movies it, it, and Catherine Stewart. Exactly. They're, but it has to do with women standing up and saying, I have a voice and I need to be heard and I'm going to stand in my power the way, Dion, you were talking before. And mm -hmm. so that's on us, all of us, to right. not become mm -hmm. invisible. And I no, Harley. Yeah. It's you know, it, it's safer in some ways to to be invisible. So you so you're 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 healing some of those wounds of that that kind of assault yes. when you were younger. But but how do we say this is? We're beautiful. We're viable. We're sexual. We're 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 wiser. We're more interesting. We We've matter. lived a life. We mm -hmm. matter big time, mm -hmm. and we have a voice. Of, of more people in this country than have been heard before. And it's our place and time to not be invisible and to not be quiet, no matter whether we're 40s, 50s, 60s, to say, you know, I have a voice and I and I I'm don't want to sit at the table. I have a seat at the table. And if it's not your table, it's my table. It's important. I'm just even, as I'm listening to you, I'm realizing this now and I'm really moved by this because I know I give up sometimes. Mm. And I go, well... I've done it, you know, I, I can nurture other people, but I don't need to be seen that way anymore and, and or heard that way anymore. And that, like, we have a lot to say, a lot mm -hmm. to express, a lot to offer. I feel like I am so aware right now of the inclusivity 
mm-hmm. movement, partly because my kids are, you know, at a really exciting age. But I sometimes feel like I was the happy beneficiary of being white, blonde, blue-eyed, tall, you know, girl next door, pretty American. And I had all the doors open to me that were slammed shut on anybody who wasn't that norm. And so I feel like now, you know, if I if I've aged out of that, it really is on me. Like I don't feel mm. a sense of um, outrage about that. I feel like I've never been the I've always been the privileged class. And um, and I'm excited now to see, like, I have a transgender sister and I have a gay son. And I'm so excited to see them represented. And um, But I really feel like, yes, what, it's what we're all saying here, that if I want to change it for myself, my demographic, my type, then it's on me to do that. Mm. But just so I'm curious, just on that. So the conversation now is that you know, a straight person shouldn't be cast as a gay person. You should cast a gay person. Oh and no, I don't really have a, an opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, it goes to the age thing. I mean, I, I, I don't either. Um, but it goes to the age thing too, where, you know, um, you know, my friend is cast as the mom of a superhero. You know, she's five years older than him. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, so like, old, or, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's fascinating to or me. Or the PhD that, that, at 22. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I had a, I had someone say to me, who's a star of a show, yeah, yeah. I don't want a woman who's really my age to play my age because that that then people will see me as as my age, and I really need to be seen younger. <laughs> right. What is this what, obsession with youth? Yeah. Well, and so I don't, you know, it's very I don't, American. I, you know, again, I go back to the the hope and the excitement of being an, an actor in this industry and a storyteller of any kind is that not only to create the content, but that there will always be those stories to be told. Always. Um, they, they're, they've been since the 20s and 30s since film came into fruition. And since I mean, before film. And exactly. And, and it'll continue. And so I think there is a, um, I don't know. I just don't, I choose not to be negative about it. Um, Because also what a miserable life to lead if you're constantly behind the, you know. Yeah, the eight ball. Yes. Also, what is great is that we're not just trapped in the, the studio system or the systems where before there was only, there were certain gatekeepers. You know, there are whole movies made on iPhones. You know, we're doing a podcast right now. Like, <laughs> how sexy is this? You know, and we don't have to be at some some place, but like literally we created the studio. So that's the thing. These walls and these barriers to entry have been obliterated. And yes, there's still the staunch strongholds, but there's so many places to see content. They can't keep up. So we have no choice but to create the content we want to see ourselves in and see ourselves represented as. I think that's where the power lies. It's not waiting or hoping. It's like creating it. Like literally getting these young ones, be like, look, write some stuff. Or we write some stuff ourselves. But there's people who are waiting to eat this up. Well, that's what I find really exciting about 
being here at the studio too is that I'm with people who are 25 and 28 and they're not even there's no debate that they're making their own content and there's mm -hmm. no there's no <laughs> question of whether they should or what it they means need about permission. their success exactly yeah and I, I remember a couple the years entitlement. ago yeah speaking of gatekeepers like just reading an article where I think it was when Oprah's show ended and we're like, that was the last of the gatekeepers. Like she could anoint somebody, she could make something happen with one episode, one product, and she was gone. And it's like, there's no one telling us what can and can't happen anymore. And we, which is exciting, scary, overwhelming. And yes, there are, and, but it changes so much and they don't know. And that's what's happening right now, which is kind of exciting, is nobody knows and everyone's scared, which is always nobody the way it is. Nobody knows. But yeah. more than ever, nobody knows what's next in terms of what's going to hit. What's what, going to be, yeah. What's, um, what service is going to make, you know, everybody's scrambling to get be the to next become thing. the next Netflix. Yeah. And, and yet yeah. it's all um, in happening yeah. and it's all going to kind of, again, start to... It's being uh, redefined. It's being redefined and kind of uh, it's going to become more democratized as the, you know, the ones that are ahead kind of get like brought back down. And in the meantime, disruptors are what they're looking for. So I'm like, since when? That's right. That's right. And I think mm -hmm. that we see women being disruptors out there on the streets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's. And it's something that you're saying. There are 25-year-old women filmmakers who are disruptors because they don't know they're not supposed to be. Yeah. They, they give themselves permission. So I say, mm -hmm. be a disruptor at 60. Be a disruptor at 45. Yeah. You know? Well, oh, yeah. Also, yeah. The business follows the money. And yes. I have to say, True. I have been... I have, took, I have I have just, you know, turned a corner in this whole social, you know, media thing. <laughs> um, the With the sponsorships and the, you know, people follow the money. And if you have a certain level of followers, and if you you are considered a, a certain level of influencer, and I've just noticed that there are more and more women of age becoming certain kinds of influencers. Oh, good. And I've been ex really excited about it. Wow. And there's opportunity there. And, and why I even bring that into this conversation is because so much of starting to do PR for this film has been around social media. And the fact that the star of my movie has 23 million followers. Oh my and Holy Netflix moly. said yes to the movie before we even started shooting it because of her following. Mm. And so the more we have a presence and, and, and companies see that there's money there, um, it's, been, it, it's really been a really great learning curve. And um, well, I see women doing it out in the world who are not actors. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, they're entrepreneurs of sorts. Yeah. Right. You know, they're, they're the coaches. And, Speaking their truth. Yeah. And so it, 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 actors don't need to wait to play them. We need to, you need to do this. We all need to do this at this stage in the industry. And also educate other women who are coming up in the industry. Because they, they need mm. to be collaborators in this they need to be allies you know they need to not buy into the male version of it as they're coming up with power exactly. in this town what would your words of wisdom be to young women coming up in this industry as studio executives writers filmmakers uh actors what would you say to them now if they're in their 20s and whether they're going through some of the same issues of being seen as or not seen or in how they are making work and how they are supporting work, even because some of them are running studios and they're really young. What what would you what would you say to any of the, of them? 
having a deep understanding and sense of self is, I think, paramount. Because then I feel, it, the more I've owned into that, the less I give into someone telling me how to be or how to show up or me thinking, do I need to fit into this box? Mm -hmm. Having a strong, true north, a strong sense of myself, I'm always solid. And if I go into a space where I'm told I'm not this enough or that enough or whatever enough, it's like, that's things I can't control. So that's not on me and I can't worry about that. I can't take that home. I can't take that out of the room with me. And it's like, I don't fit this thing and that's okay. There's other things for me. So having a strong sense of self as an actor, as a writer, as a producer, as a director, as anything is super important because there's a lot of things that this industry puts on us as women and society puts on us that we have to be aware that it's not always truth. It's not always what it is. It's just this thing that's been perpetuated, right? Um, so yeah, I think that's super, super important, that, that journey of, of search for self and self-actualization. So while the people younger than me have a way better grasp on social media and how to get noticed, I would say for some of them, what's going to be missing is a sense of the history, mm -hmm. the lineage, mm -hmm. that what they're engaged in is something that goes back, you know, to the beginning of humankind. And to to find out while while they're getting a breadth of attention to also come back and go deep and, and find a, a a way to learn, a, a place to learn, and people that are interested in the quality, not just the quantity. I love that, because that would be my bit. My bit would be if you're after the autographs and sunglasses portion, there's so many easier ways to become famous <clears throat> and wealthy. Um, but if you're about the craft and if you're about storytelling, um, it's, it's a career of immersion and exploration. And that is terrifying and liberating and exciting and passionate and all of it. And if, 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 you know, I don't know one young person who wouldn't get as excited about it as I still am excited about it. It's what makes our community ageless and colorless. And unfortunately the business of gets in the way of that. And that's the biggest thing. Don't let the business aspect of the creative medium get in the way of you telling your stories. Yeah. I think I would say uh, to anybody, if you don't see a place for yourself in this industry, make it. Um, just whether you're a writer or think you're a writer, find a writer, create what you want to see, make the movie you would want to watch, make the television show you would want to see, and um, it changes everything and, and uh, opens up doors and brings people into your life that... Uh, are like-minded and I think that um, along with that goes storytelling has been the same since we sat around the, fi the fires and the idea that um, there's a shortcut to it or uh, some new way to tell a story is just not the case and so to learn from the past and to read and all of the things <laughs> that have seemed to be falling read? by the wayside <laughs> to read books, to read scripts, go to watch art. movies, go see art mm -hmm. and continue to find ways to be inspired so that you can then um, create from a, just a deeper 
place. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're in it for the long haul, hopefully. And yeah. life gets much more interesting yeah. as mm -hmm. you get older and you get wiser and your whole life is richer. So there's a journey in that. It's not instant. And I think our legacy as, you know, creatives who are aging is that not only do we get to continually be inspired because we've been doing that. So we know we know what we mm -hmm. need to feed that part of ourselves, but we get to be the inspiration for I our new up that. and coming. I love that. You know, and it's like, uh, I, I have earned that. I think we all have sitting around this table. We have to remember that, to stand in our power, to not be invisible, to deal with how we feel about how we look and to embrace who we are fully and how rich our lives have become and to offer that to, to everyone around us and to make sure that those stories are told and that we're heard for all women yeah. And do more of this. Yeah. And not that talk to each other. And yeah. talk, talk to each other. other um, and not apologize for who we are and how we show mm. up. And the, to, to go back to talking to each other, I don't think that's done a lot. And a lot of women are suffering in silence. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Or their terminal uniqueness. I'm yeah. the only one that's going through this. Yeah. No, and, you're right. not. Right. Like, you know, I know we didn't talk about having to modify things or changing things on us, whether it's for the industry or just because you want to, like sometimes that's frowned upon or, or, or it's encouraged or pushed or it's like, you should do this or you should change your nose or, you know, get bigger boobs or whatever. Lots of Botox. Yeah, and it's, you know, um, I have a very expressive face. I'm like, I, I, I like that. If you don't, that's fine. Like, if, I think, do what makes you truly happy if that's what makes you happy. Not do the thing you think is going to make you happy because you might do it and you still might not be happy. Mm -hmm. That's why yeah. I think the soul searching, the self-actualization work, that's so important. Because if you do that, you're like, I'm happy, but you know, I just want to enhance these and make them a little bigger. Go ahead. But don't think the bigger breasts are going to make you happy. They're not. If or you're not or happy. make a difference. I mean, you know, I mean, right. unless you're a Kardashian, and God bless you for that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Any last words as, as we wrap up here? Yeah. I will say on a personal level, I'm as happy now as I've ever been and much happier. I'm 62, easily the happiest I've ever been. Wow. And for no apparent reason. Mm -hmm. Love that. A lot of letting go, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm just as frustrated. <laughs> I am just as ambitious. I am just as, I mean, everything that I was in my 20s. Nothing, you know, that's the other thing, too. It's just like it, it, when they say it is a number, I mean, there's certain things that I know for sure, you bet. And there's certain experiences for sure that I've, have sculpted my life point of view. But, you know, not only as an actor, but as a, as a woman, I just want to, Humility is just key. You want to keep being teachable. I just think, you know, if I don't have anything yeah. else to learn or I've expressed myself fully, well, then I'm done. Yeah. So how could I be done at 53? I mean, wait a minute. You know, so much more. And I'm excited by that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the big mm -hmm. secret. Because you think you're done when you're when you're 25. It's You rush to it so that because yes. you're going to be done at some point. No. But you, we're never done. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All Thank you. Well done. Thank Lovely. We love sharing this content with our community. We offer it 100% free, and it's our privilege to do so. If you're loving this podcast and are interested in offering something in return, go ahead and subscribe to The Acting Podcast. Then find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast and leave us an honest rating and review. 
Your words will help us bring this work to even more actors and artists around the world. Thank you so much for listening and for being here with us. We love how this community shows up for us and for each other online and in the studio. And as a thank you to our incredible community, we want to give you an amazing free gift. It's called the Comprehensive Guide to the Perfect Self-Tape. So all you have to do is screenshot your review, send it to theactingpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll send you an exclusive gift of the Perfect Self-Tape Guide to take your work to the next level. And come visit us online at thebgbstudio.com. And if you're in L.A., Atlanta, or New York, jump into a class with us. We're here to get you into the kind of shape necessary to be successful. 